So I've been getting a lot of really good questions on LinkedIn, Facebook, in the group, and through email and even on the YouTube channel. A lot more like technical questions on technique, treatment, diagnosis, and things like that. And I feel that there's a big need for this. So what I decided is that on Saturdays, I'm going to do more of this Q&A type of thing. And this will be our first episode from a QA. and a I got a really good question from somebody on Facebook. And their question was, due to my scope of practice, this is a massage therapist, due to my scope of practice, I'm not allowed to technically diagnose, but I still know it's important to know what is going on. Do you have any tips or specific questions that I should ask the client or the patient to figure out what's really going on? So I'm going to cover that today in the episode. And as always, if you have any of these questions, send them our way. We're always here to help. And this is going to be something that we're going to try to do every week on Saturdays. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Soft Tissue Revolution, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Maggio, and I am on a mission to solve the pain pill epidemic by helping guide soft tissue specialists on how to significantly transform their patient assessments, outcomes, and satisfaction. We teach practitioners how to substantially increase their own skill set, business, and scale their practice, all while maintaining the highest level of integrity. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Soft Tissue Revolution podcast. Um, for people that haven't been on the podcast before, we get a lot of more new downloads from all over the world. A lot more people in the Facebook group, uh, people reaching out to me on LinkedIn, via email, everything like that. It's been great. Uh, we get a lot of good feedback, a lot of good information. And what we've learned is that a lot of people have questions, you know, we're getting back to getting back into work, getting back to treating patients and things like that. We're going to get to more of the technical component about what's going on um, with the diagnosis, uh, with treatment, things like that. I get questions all the time, and what I figured was the best place for this would be on the podcast. So every Saturday, what we're going to be dropping now is a Q&A. So if you have any Q&A questions, you know, send them through on the Facebook page, uh, LinkedIn. You can even drop me an email. Emails um, on everything else out there as well. Any questions that you might have. I get a lot of questions on our YouTube channel as well. So I wanted to start by having this episode in here. Um, Eventually, we'll have some guests on here too when we do some more direct calls, you know, like some video calls and stuff like that. We'll make recordings. But not only do I want to help you with your business and surviving COVID and getting to the next level, but I also want you to become a, want to help you become a better practitioner, you know, someone that can set yourself up to be that solutions provider. And it all goes down to knowing what the heck's going on with your patient and actually be able to deliver effective functional based treatment with results driven treatment. That's what I teach in my clinic. That's what I teach all the people that I coach. But I got a really good question from a massage therapist uh, through the Facebook group, as I said in the intro, but um, due to my scope of practice, I am not allowed to technically diagnose, but I still know it's important to know what's going on with the patient. Do you have any tips or specific questions to ask to help figure out what is wrong? So this is a really good question. And I, I am happy when I encounter a massage therapist that's thinking like this. You know, there's so many people out there that are like, well, we weren't taught how to diagnose. It's not in our scope, so it doesn't really matter. And I'm just going to, you know, the patient's going to tell me where it hurts and I'm going to go in there and treat it and kind of just do the same thing. That's where you're becoming that service provider uh, as opposed to being that true solutions provider. And there's a big difference from what we see there. So it's important to know what is going on with your patient. And that starts with just asking some good questions. Um, one thing I want to clear up is on the idea of diagnosis. You know, when a lot of people are diagnosed, they like, 
they think it's going to be too complicated and it's going to cause your brain to explode. And that's not the case. Now, there's a lot of what I call junk box diagnoses out there. So I just want to kind of clear those up. Um, one of them is the itis one. You'll hear this a lot, like bursitis. You know, people say they have hip bursitis, they have shoulder bursitis, they have knee bursitis, whatever. Well, anytime you hear an itis on the end of something, a lot of times it's just a junk box diagnosis for what's, they have no idea what's going on. It just means there's some swelling there. Um, a lot of the orthopedic doctors like to throw that out. So you get clients and patients that come in and they're like, oh yeah, I got diagnosed with shoulder bursitis. The problem is it has to be a tissue specific diagnosis. And just saying bursitis and a shoulder problem doesn't really tell you where the problem is, what's causing the problem, everything like that. And then my favorite one, tendonitis, that doesn't tell us anything. It just means there's some inflammation in there. Um, other crappy diagnoses that you might run into, um, anything with a syndrome on it, you know, you'll have like patellar tracking syndrome, you'll have piriformis syndrome, carpal tunnel syndrome, and things like that. And then you also hear words like, oh, the muscle's really tight, or the muscle's really weak, or the muscle is not firing. All those don't tell us anything. They need to be a tissue-specific diagnosis, specifically what's going on. And then the last one, the chiropractors love doing. Oh, I shared my journey of being a chiropractor that doesn't adjust or do anything like that. They love to throw out the subluxation. I don't even know what the heck that means, but they say that as well as something subluxated. So those are diagnoses that don't mean anything. And if you're working with that type of diagnosis from the patient that came in with that, it's not going to help you. It's not going to, it's going to tell you there's a problem somewhere, but it's not going to tell you exactly what that problem is. So I have eight questions that I ask every single potential patient when I'm really trying to figure it out. I call them my eight first order history questions. The first question that I always ask is symptom location. Where do you feel the pain? This is really important. Like it gives us an idea of what we're working with. And I've talked about this before. A big way to tell on this one is if it's like referred pain or actual localized pain. And a lot of times people don't really narrow in. They just go, oh, my whole shoulder hurts. And what I really like to dial in is like, does the side of your shoulder hurt? Does the front of your shoulder hurt? Does it hurt back behind your shoulder into your shoulder blade? The symptom location is really key and gives us some good data about what's going on. The next question I always ask is, what does that pain feel like? And what I'll do is give a whole list of people. I'll be like, is it tight? Is it weak? Is it spasmy? Is it numb? Is it tingly? Is it painful? Is it shooting? Is it stabbing? Is it burning? This gives me an idea of kind of what I'm working with and it'll help me kind of establish my list of what tissues I'm going to check. The next one I always ask is severity. I always say this question, it always makes people laugh. I say on a scale of zero to 10, zero no pain, 10 you wouldn't care if I cut the damn part off. Like what's the worst it's ever been? This gives you an idea. Now, when we're looking at like chronic musculoskeletal injuries, the area I like to be in is around like that three to seven range. Um, when I start getting into the seven to eight to nine to 10, I'm thinking bigger, badder, scarier problems and they might not actually be in the right place for treatment because there might be something bigger going on, specifically like a disc injury or a muscle tear um, or some type of cartilage damage that's causing that. So severity really makes a big difference. The next question I always ask is, what makes it worse? Uh, I call it provocative. Like, what type of activities can you do to really flare it up? Um, when you sit too long, if you exercise, things like that, I want to have some type of provocative thing where, say, they're on normal at three, but when they do this activity, it brings it up to a six or seven. That's letting me know that they're in the right place to get conservative musculoskeletal care. Uh, the next question I always ask, is there anything you can do to make it better? 
Um, this is a big one for me as well. So say that when they sit for an hour, their neck hurts and gets up to an eight. But if they lay down for 10 minutes, it gets better. It goes down to like a five or six. I want to see that it goes up and down a little bit there. When I start getting my oh shit meter and like big things are going on is when it doesn't matter what they do. It's, it just hurts all the time. It hurts sitting, laying, sleeping, all of that. And when that happens and there's not a change in there, I start thinking of like more crazier pathologies in there. You know, there could be some tumors in there. There could be some cancer. There could be a bone infection. There could be a lot of big things that you might actually miss. I've actually found cancer in my practice probably like six or seven times over the years because the history didn't matter. And if you listen to the details and you go through that, it's going to really help you dial in if that person should need treatment or they need to get out. You know, a lot of us, you know, we're like in that scarcity mindset and we're like, oh, I want to treat everyone that walks in the door. But if they have something really wrong that can't help and you help them figure that out, you're so much more valuable in there as well because you're a problem solver and you get them to the right person. I've had that before. Like I said, when I've found these bad diagnoses for people, they were like my best referral sources because they were glad that I was honest and open and transparent and actually figured out that problem. So you want to have severity to go up and you want to have it go down a little bit with some type of like laying down, icing, taking an ibuprofen, uh, getting some treatment. Then you know that they're in the right place. Um, next question I always ask is what other treatments have you done and did that help? This gives me an idea of like what's worked for them in the past and what hasn't worked for them in the past to kind of get me an idea if I'm narrowing in where they need to be. Um, this is also a way for me to kind of throw some of the people they've seen before under the bus in a very passive aggressive way. And I'll be like, oh, well, what did so-and-so diagnose you with or tell you what's wrong? And I always love it when they do things from that early list, the itis, the syndrome, the tight, the weak, not firing and subluxated. I understand that this person hasn't been fully assessed and fully evaluated about what's going on. Next question I always ask is, had any accidents or trauma? This gives me an idea of like what I'm dealing with. Am I dealing with a repetitive overuse type of thing or was there some actual trauma in there where we need to get a little further explanation about what's going on? And the last question I always ask them is like, what do you do for work? This gives me an idea of what's going on, um, what their normal day looks like. And I always put this question last because if you started in the beginning, it kind of throws off the whole flow of questions. When you're asking questions, you want people to look at you as um, sharp as a tack, enthusiastic, and um, just very smart at what you do. And that's going to really help. But if you lead with, hey, what do you do for work? It sounds like you're kind of just having like bullshit, nonsense conversation. But this work part helps me a lot. In the end, not only get an idea where they are, but also gives me an idea financially what I'm going to be up against too. Like understanding, do these people have disposable income? Are they going to value <clears throat> Excuse me, some of their care and invest in care like that? Or is it going to be a struggle for me to get them to come in? Are they like a blue collar worker or things like that? It helps kind of give a lot of data. So the key and why I love this question so much is like, they're like, yeah, we're not allowed to technically diagnose, but I still want to know what's going on. And that's so important. If you know what's going on, you can dictate your treatment the right way. Now, you might not be able to say directly to them, like because of your scope, like I'm diagnosing you with this, but you can say words like, hey, it looks like you have this. You could have this, you have this. And then it also helps you really dial in what you want to do for a functional exam. And I have all these in my Facebook group in the units based off where they're having that symptom location, the type of pain. I'm able to show you like which type of tests and um, examinations or assessments to do to help you narrow in specifically where that problem is, where that tissue is, so you can get a more effective treatment. Essentially what I teach massage therapists to do is to cut their treatment times 
in half by actually spending more time evaluating, assessing, so they can get a more functional-based, results-driven treatment and actually fix that problem and become that solutions provider. So that was a great question. I'm glad I got it. Um, if you have any other questions for me and you want to add something to the show, join the Facebook group, send me a message on LinkedIn, on Facebook, to the email, um, anywhere else you can find us. I appreciate this and I really like doing this. And now that we're kind of coming back, getting open for business in some interesting ways after all this COVID stuff, you got to still continue to focus on really develop, um, delivering amazing treatment, amazing results, and actually fixing people. And it starts by knowing what the hell is wrong with them in the first place. So if you guys like this podcast, you know, give it a thumbs up, give it a five star, throw me a review or share it with somebody else. Um, that's been the biggest thing. We're getting more and more people joining this revolution and this movement. And I am here to help. And I hope you guys tune in on the next one, on the next podcast that's going to drop on our Tuesday. That's going to be something I've been thinking about for a long time. And basically, my prediction of where I think the massage industry is going to be going in the next 90 days. And some people might not like what I have to hear, but it's something that I've done a lot of research and looked at the numbers. And it's something that I want to tell the truth on. So I appreciate you guys, and I will see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. If you like what you heard and want to become part of the soft tissue revolution, then click the link in the show notes to request to become a member of our private Facebook group, Soft Tissue Revolution. Answer a few questions, get approved, and join us on the journey to solve the pain pill epidemic together.